2: downtown san francisco
3: this is 957 the game all right here we are good saturday morning to you john dickinson jason dumas we're here with you for the next four hours happy saturday phone lines open as always 888-957-9570 comcast business text line as well and jason it's our first opportunity to do a show together it's kind of hard to believe man but i, to, I know good to see you.
4: i know it's you know i've been knowing you for a minute obviously and We've been on road trips together, what, what Portland, Toronto, Boston, Dallas.
3: All over the place. We just
4: haven't been on the radio together, so I'm happy to sit down and... Talk some Bay Area sports for the next couple of hours with your brother.
3: Yeah, should be a good time. Uh, And we'll get into a a lot going on with the Giants and the 49ers. They're going to play tonight in Minnesota. Well, at least some of the 49ers are going to play tonight in Minnesota. Preseason game number two after a couple of joint practices in Minneapolis for the Niners and the Vikings this week. Warrior schedule released a couple of days ago. But uh, let's start with the Giants. Uh, Another another defeat last night it looked five in a row in the win column they're hanging around in that wild card race but now they've lost three in a row it got ugly last night they were down seven nothing in Colorado they lose seven four so three in a row and kind of an ugly uh, last two games for the Giants who dip again under 500 after looking like maybe they were turning the corner
4: yeah you know after they won their fifth in a row that second game against Arizona back on Tuesday, I was talking to one of my producers and I was like, this seems like fool's gold. I hate, I don't want to be a pessimist. I don't want to be a curmudgeon, but it's like, look, they swept the Pirates and they've won two against the Arizona Diamondbacks, two really bad teams. Uh, We're coming off series where they lost to San Diego and they lost to the Dodgers. You got two wins against Oakland coupled in between, but it's Oakland. You know, Uh, I was like, they need to take at least three or four from Arizona. They need to win that series against Colorado, Detroit, and then they'll play Minnesota, and we'll see. And since I said it was uh fool's gold, they've lost three in a row. It's just this team, look, obviously they've come down from last year. The guys who had career years are le- leveled out, and some have gone way below level, um, which doesn't need to be said at this point. But beyond that, they're just a team that, doesn't do the little things well you know and whether it's defense paying attention to situations do we have to talk about that bunt the other night it's Mm. just there's there's so many little things that they don't do well and that's that's not even when you get to just the talent in the lineup yeah If, if you're not super talented and then you don't do the little things right you, you get a 500 team.
3: Yeah, and I wonder if, if part of and, – and they've had some injuries. All teams have injuries. I think since they were healthier, they were doing better, at least until the last three against some of the, the lesser teams. I think they'd won 10 out of 11 against the sub-500s, but then they had lost six out of seven against the Dodgers and the Padres at the same time in that stretch. So you could almost draw a, a, a real line in the sand of, all right, n- now that we got everybody, we're good enough to beat the bad teams again, but still not good enough to beat the good teams. But it felt real fragile, like they were like they were holding on. And, and the sloppiness, the, I don't know where that comes from because... They were a pretty buttoned-up team last year. They were they played clean games even when they would get down and, and they would come back late. They, they'd hit some home runs that would put a deodorant on some games that maybe were a little low-key boring from time to time. And then you'd go back afterwards and kind of be revisionist history. Well, the process and everything's worked, But I, I just wonder if they came into this year kind of thinking they were they were – made and didn't have to do the little things as well because of the 107. I mean, I'm also kind of looking at, you know, I do look at, at Gabe Kapler to an extent yeah. with not the lineup stuff, because I think we all know the the front office is handling a lot of that. Some of the pitching change stuff, I think there's a little more autonomy as far as when you go to what the data says you're supposed to go to on, on the iPad or the spreadsheet. But the one thing that I do think you can hold Gabe Kapler accountable for is sloppy play, yep. lazy play, bad defense, bad base running. And one of the things that stood out to me, Jason, was how many times this year he said in a post-game press conference, that can't happen. Like or or, or uh, he says it literally like two two out of three games like, a series. Like so not just bad plays, but it's that can't happen plays. Right. And it it just that, to me, is where you look around, and it's like, well, what is – like, are you running a loose ship at right. that point? Are you – because there, there are, in, in today's day and age especially, a lot of things that you can't necessarily hold the manager for in the traditional way you could hold him accountable for. But those kinds of things I do think you can hold a manager accountable for. And, and I, I just wonder if he's holding – and we'll get into the belt-bunt thing – he's holding – his players accountable at the level that he needs to be. Yeah. So
4: with Gabe Kapler, like, I really like the dude, and I don't want it to get lost that this guy is the defending NL manager of the year. And he, by all accounts, he's a great guy, what he does through his philanthropy and everything. You know, I want him to do well. I have no issues admitting that on air. Like, I want the guy to do well. I root for him. But J.D., biggest issue in Philly. His teams had low IQ. Those fans in Philadelphia used to say his teams make too many mental mistakes. There's too many times he's in that dugout and everyone's just looking at him like, what the hell are you doing? And it showed in his teams. Like, that was his M.O. Like, his teams played so stupid.
3: Yeah. And and, and and underachieved, right? Or when the expectations came, they didn't meet the expectation right and what's happening this year this is this, this feels like a philly year to, that's a great call like this and i mean you obviously know philly better than i do but this year does in kind of tracing it back watching this team those teams look shoddy yeah it's a, it's a low iq team and it's like look
4: you know they're they're gonna they're gonna muddle around 500 the rest of the year i guess the, They're not the worst team in the world by any stretch, of course. You know, they'll probably be within six to three games of that final wild card spot from here on out. Still five and a half because the
3: Padres can't beat Washington or Miami or really anybody else since they made all their trades. That's a little strange.
4: I know. Now, shoot. Talk about underachievers or uh, an example of why Farhan should not spend money. We'll get about we'll get into that a little later. But... um, it's just it's an underwhelming team especially after coming off such a great season last year they they built up all this momentum and you know everybody was excited to go out to the ballpark this year and and watch them i don't I don't think any rational minded fan would have uh, guessed that they were going to follow up 107 with like 100 or like even like 96 but at least 88 maybe yeah, yeah at least 88 they're going to be still be a really good team same roster pretty much you're trotting out but I think not only his impact actually on the field, but I think just his impact around the team of Buster Posey not being here, I think that's had more of an impact than uh, people might have anticipated. And I think the fact that Brandon Crawford struggled so much early in the year, I think that was a huge impact because Brandon Crawford – Like, when he is really playing well, he just galvanizes guys. He's, like, one of the mainstays in the organization. Everyone loves him in the clubhouse. Everyone loves him out on the field. So it feels like when a guy like Crawford struggles, it just compounds everything because he's usually that guy that people look to. So you lose one of the franchise's best players of all time, and then probably the biggest name on your franchise right now, just maybe not the most talented, but just the biggest name, the guy that's synonymous with Giants baseball, is having one of the worst years of his career at the point, like when you're starting this season. And I think that just kind of set a tone of mediocrity. And uh, they just haven't been able to break through. And if you look at the record against good teams, it's it's terrible. Yeah. It's, it's, not, it's not even like, oh, they're – they they they're hanging with the good guys like they don't the when they play the Dodgers they don't even look like they should
3: be on the field right with them. and that's just a complete opposite yeah. of last year i mean mm-hmm. every game those two played it looked like wow yeah. like the, these guys somehow i mean <laughs> on the paper the post-season. This, on paper it looks different but somehow they were throwing haymakers back and forth at each other 19 times they played and then five more in october and it was yeah it was incredible there'd been none of that none of that this year uh, Brandon Belt looks broken mm-hmm. and just physically like he can't do it. He kind of a give-up play with the bunt yeah. on Thursday. I mean, a horrible play by him. I had an issue with in kind of bringing it back to Kapler, and this is where I, I do think it ties together with being lifeless, sloppy base running, defense. But I think in the bigger picture, Jason, it's it's accountability. And I, I feel like there's a little bit of a loose ship or, or a different status set of standards for the veteran guys that have been around versus some of the younger guys or guys that are maybe fringe major league players. And I go back to, you know, they just sent Luis Gonzalez down basically because he had a base running blunder. They've they've done the same in the past to Mauricio Dubon before he ended up going to Houston in a trade. And I just, it's, Gable say, I trust Brandon Belt. I trust Brandon Crawford, who laid down a bunt in a a similar situation earlier in that game on on Thursday afternoon. But I feel like the way he answered to it in the press conference, if it had been a younger player, if it hadn't been one of the two dudes that had won championships in the previous era, I feel like he would have come out and said something like, that's a bad baseball play. We can't have that. I'm going to talk to so-and-so about that. None of that happened. It was, I trust Brandon Belt, and I just, it sets, I think, a bad tone in your clubhouse where there's almost two different scoreboards. It's like those those dudes who I'm trying not to step on have one set of rules, but some other young dude that's on the come that makes a, that makes a mistake or does something like that, you're getting ripped or you're getting sent to the minors, or we're at least, I, I may be visibly demonstrative towards you in the dugout, but but these other dudes are made and that's not going to happen.
4: Yeah, and... All sports is about confidence. You know, it's hard to be a professional athlete, excelling at your job if you don't have confidence. And there's a lot of guys with shaky confidence right now on this on this uh, Giants roster. And baseball might be the biggest one of all of them when it comes to confidence. If you're a pitcher and you're not confident, you're getting rocked. Yeah. If, If you're a hitter and you're not confident. You're not going to see the ball.
3: Well, the season's so long that everybody's going to go through ups and downs. So, and like you said, Brandon Belt is just like,
4: dude, you are 34 year old veteran who has seen pretty much every situation in baseball. What made you bunt right there? That was a tap out move. Yeah, like that was, that that was that was cringy. You know, and I try not to over criticize pro athletes who are really good at their job. You know, I feel like there's a balance. I know my job is to be objective, uh, but I also feel like there's a balance, bro. It's like, come on. Uh, but that was extremely cringeworthy, not even so much for the baseball play, just what the meaning behind it was. It was like, dude, you just did, like, he owned you.
3: He right. He owned you mentally. He owned you. I don't have it. I'm supposed to be one of the, one of the big guns in this lineup. Like yeah. get a get a base hit or hit a three run homer or do something to inject some life right into this team as in, a, in basically we're hanging on for our life kind of situation with our season.
4: Yeah, so it's it's just unfortunate and JD. It just like I said, I think it just goes back to the tone that was set in the beginning of the year with some of those main guys not having the best of the year and kind of their confidence wavering and you know r- really impressionable guys who are also in that lineup kind of just followed suit and it doesn't help when the giants are having an underwhelming year and granted they haven't been able to do anything with it, but you see the Padres make a move for a guy like um, my man who came from. Yeah. The, so well, you, na- get, Juan you get one Soto, Juan Soto Juan you remake Soto. your whole lineup. You see what the Dodgers do every time there's yeah. a big fish they're They're right in the mix. And what like, this is San Francisco. This is the Silicon Valley. Like the money is here. Right. The money is here. This isn't the last well, this it, is the last city
3: where you want to feel like ownership is cheap. Well, and there there is a, it, it's a fan base that because of the Giants really I think because of the jersey, because of the history, like the Giants are one of those old-time classic franchises. Right. And so when you, you know, Giants fans view it as, hey, we are, we're like the Yankees. We're like the Red Sox. We're like the Cardinals. We're like the Cubs. We're like the Dodgers. Like, we're like all of these other franchises. Why are we acting like the Rays in right. terms of or, – or the A's in terms of how you're trying to, to build the team, which I do think there are some parallels which, which lead to fr- – like, and you know this, and I know – like, Giants fans, give me a star. Give me, give me a star – I don't even care if we're not even like that good, but just give us that infusion, damn it! Like yeah. that's how I mean it's on a daily with and, the fan base.
4: And like you said to me off air about ten minutes ago, we're tired of the second place. <laughs> uh,
3: of, of well, this, they are good at that. Of, of the second place, uh, oh, we almost had him. We almost had him. And sources say Jason, the Giants will finish second on Aaron Judge. Yeah. I'm just going. I'm just going. <laughs> I'm going to throw that out there on August 20th. Sources say Giants finish second. You can just November 20th, December 5th, whatever it is, they'll finish second.
4: It's just like this is the wrong place to put out the notion that you are penny pinching. In a city where people are paying anywhere from two grand to three grand a month to live in a little box apartment, when (laughs) paying. Can't can't get out of Trader Joe's or any supermarket in the city without spending a hundred bucks and your refrigerator still looks empty. <laughs> and then you, you you got these rich rich owners penny pinching. It's like almost a slap in the face. This is not the city. Like you said, we're not the Tampa Bay Rays. Shoot, you know We're not the Oakland A's. And I say we, like I'd play for the team, but you get my point. Well, yeah, you're speaking from the perspective, oh, from and we both base. are.
3: We're speaking from we're speaking kind of for the fans in a way. So, no, that that makes sense. Eight 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 nine five seven nine five seven zero. A couple of ways to branch this conversation off because I was thinking about this and it was a big topic a couple of weeks ago. Just what do you make? And this is when the Giants were really, really you know losing to the Dodgers and in and in trouble, and and it was really going bad before they got hot for a little stretch, and then now they've lost three in a row. It looks like it's. It's curtains again, but it was just what do you make of the Farhan Zaidi tenure to this point? And Gabe Kapler's tied to it beginning with year number two. I mean, Bruce Bochy and Madison Bumgarner were still around in, in year one, and you know, that team was not a good team. It was kind of a deconstruction period. 2020, you've got COVID, which which I throw out. I ca and you, know, you may disagree with me, but I, I throw out the first year in a sense because with the first year you're trying to figure out what you have. It was the, for his first year was Bochi's last. last. Year. Okay. So Bochy essentially said, "Hey, I got one year left on my contract. My time is done. I've had my day. I'm going to step out of your way, and and I'm going to do my victory lap. But I'm going to step out of your way so you know." Right. you got a full year to hire who you want, and I'm not yeah. going to be – Yeah, it's it was kind I'm of not his be current call year. Yeah. yeah, it was his
4: current call year. It's hard to make huge decisions in Farhan's position during a transition year Yeah, like and that.
3: you're learning what you have, right. what
4: you need. Yeah, yeah. No, no, I, I'm with you there. So was that second year – was that Capler's first year in the year yeah, the, where it came the, down to the very last pitch the of the COVID season? year, yes. yes. Okay. So, yeah, that year – I think they almost overachieved because they weren't supposed to be good that year. They were playing meaningful baseball up until the last pitch of the season, which, by the way, I still remember it like yesterday. yeah, It was a called strike that was way out of the zone, and it ended their season. Um, And then the following year, we know what happened, 107 wins, franchise record, and it was just a travesty that they had to play the damn Dodgers in the first round. Yeah. Because um, they, were, they were the two best teams in baseball pretty significantly that year. Um, so, obviously, he's riding high. But then this year, so un- underwhelming. So, when you look at the totality of it all, I don't think Farhan should be on the hot seat. But his methods and his kind of ideology is getting tired and it goes back to what I'm saying it feels like he's cheap it just does i don't know the guy from a can of paint in terms of his lifestyle and how he lives but the way he runs this team it feels very cheap well
3: it's it is a it it is an A's rays kind of vibe yeah. right now it really is it's let's find some guys on the on the scrap heap that that are looking for opportunities, you see something in— Do more with less? You see something that uh, maybe some other team is doesn't see, or you think this guy's a good player in a way that he's not being used, or you can change his swing, or you can tell him to throw this pitch more, whatever, and you can get a guy on the on the cheap and bring him in and turn him into a really productive player. It feels like the whole roster is that, and then the dudes that are still around from the— from the championship era. you know
4: what the giants are like right now, and look I'm not all women aren't all women aren't superficial and everything but look you you go out to the club with your your boys sure it's, it's like you and your two boys, and your two boys have their girlfriends with them and you have your girlfriend and you're all sitting around together and you your your two boys' girlfriends were like yeah, you know for Christmas like um Johnny, he got me this nice Louis Vuitton purse. Like, you know, like, I didn't even want it. I didn't ask for it. He just got me this Louis Vuitton purse. And the other one's like, oh my God, Bobby bought me this Gucci bag. Then you and your girl sitting there and she's like, you know, oh man, got this, got her the Target bag. It's, you know, it's yeah. just as nice. Looks, it's just yeah, as looks big. great. Yeah. And your your girlfriend might not even be into that stuff. But deep down, she might be like, damn. Damn, they got these nice bags. Why do I got a target bag? You're just as rich as both of them. Right. You guys all make around the same amount of money. Like, I get being financially smart. Sure. But, but how are you allocating it? But like it would be a little nice to get spoiled a little bit. That's what it feels like because you got the Padres and you got the Dodgers just spending and they're in the headlines and it looks like they're trying and then you got the giants in literally the most like financially powerful city in the world region in the world like this place prints money by accident and they're penny pinching it just doesn't look good like like you said you could get away with that in certain markets and in certain markets you can
3: almost understand it I can't understand it
4: in San Francisco.
3: Comcast Business Text Line from the 510. If ownership wanted the front office to overpay for veteran free agents, they would have kept Bobby Evans. <laughs> Farhan's getting out from the bad contract still. Not really. I mean, Johnny Cueto's gone. They didn't sign Bumgarner. Going back a couple of years, Buster Posey decided to retire. I mean, they re-upped Brandon Crawford, and it looked like a good move. To, it- and it's only a two-year deal. Like that. Like, the Brandon Crawford deal is not... I won't criticize uh, them a crazy for that. deal. Mm-hmm. Brandon Belt took a qualifying offer, which means he's getting eighteen million for this year, but that's it. He's right. a free agent, so it's not like you. It's not like you re-upped. Yeah, eighteen millions a lot for what he's been, but i this one year. Yeah, I,
4: like, I can't. I cannot criticize Farhan on any of his current deals. Um, they
3: have the house in order, though, is yeah, what I'm saying. Like, the, yeah. it's not. They're not like a few years back. Evan Longoria is probably the last of the dudes that he inherited that were on a bad contract. This is the last year of his deal. Like I said, I mentioned Cueto. Like, they really don't... Like, that's it. Like, they don't have a bunch of crazy salaries.
4: Yeah, look, and you said it it once. Even if the team isn't great, this is a market... I've mentioned it's not a market where you penny-pinch. It's also not a market where you can really have, like... A sustained period of time without a superstar on your roster. Look, you know the 49ers, their pedigree from Montana to Rice to Steve Young. Shoot, Colin Kaepernick was even just lightning rod. He was
3: a star for a time. A star.
4: Um, Warriors, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, you know, uh, Draymond Green. You know, you don't even have to go down the line with them.
3: I mean, even now the 49ers have... They have Kittle and Debo and Trent Bosa Williams and Trent Williams. I mean, they got they have stars. And then the Giants,
4: they had Buster Posey was that guy. Buster Posey was probably the second most popular guy in this city, in this market for the last decade, right behind Steph
3: Curry. Yeah. I so, would probably so put him above Clay. In his own way, too, an understated, kind of yeah. qu- like quiet leader, had a presence to you him. Have- Steph with more personality, but right. but I think they led in similar ways. You have to replace that star appeal.
4: I know baseball attendance is down across the league. I don't think the Giants are any different than 75% of the league. So I'm not saying that this is a Giants problem. I really am not saying that. But who wants to show up to the ballpark, sit on that water, Freezing your butt off to see some of the guys in this lineup. And that's no disrespect. But
3: well, it's just a fact. And it's only going to get worse as we get now into the end of August with other options. And kids are going back to school in September. And you're out of the race, yeah. essentially. You're on the fringe. Look, but no, you're, you're in the race by math. But nobody really right now feels like the Giants are in the race. No. Like, let's just be honest. Like, you can say, oh, five and a half out. That's a week of good base. You, know, you win seven in a row. Maybe you're two and a half out. But nobody's looking at this team right now like they're in a pennant race.
4: No, not at all. Not at all. It's like even if they squeeze their butts into the playoffs, cool. You know, we'll go catch a couple of postseason games on third and king. But the expectations won't be there. You'll be playing with house money.
3: Let's get Rich in Fremont. eight 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 nine five seven nine five seven zero. Quick call here before we pause. John Dickinson, Jason Dumas. Uh, Rich, what's going on, man?
5: Hey, Rich. Hey, what's up, fellas? Thanks what's up, man? For call. Yeah, um, you know, I said, I said, hey, what's up, man? I, you know, I said this about a month and a half ago that, you know, I live in Fremont, California. I live here in the Bay Area, and I, I'm actually at work right now. Um, I generally work five days a week. Every now and then I have, to, I have to pull a six. But it's like I work to make money so that I can have a decent car, you know, uh, an apartment where I can house my family, but that's why I work. And so I look at the Giants organization, and this is a story franchise. They have championships. And when you have multiple championships, you build revenue. So they brought in Farhan, and to a certain degree, I can understand why, you know, these made some of the moves he made. But right now, this season, I look at it and I think, okay, you know what? If you are the Giants and you don't spend money, you don't go out and get you know star players, you're gonna be looking up at the Dodgers all season and here we are. The Giants are still looking up at the Dodgers. And why? Because they won't go out and get some star players. Spend the money. That's why you build the revenue. That's why you you, you work to put butts in the seat so you can build the revenue. The revenue's built, you have the money. Spend the money, get the star players, and bring you know the air of we want to see the Giants because right now nobody wants to see what's on the field right now because the product sucks.
4: Thanks, Rich. Good phone call what People are saying spend some money, man. We're all spending money out here.
3: Yeah, and I, I think the thought for Giants fans it's a little paralyzing is you're playing not only for second. But you might be playing for third going into every year that's a little demoralizing if you're a fan totally understand it 88957 0 how do you assess Farhan Zaidi's tenure to this point we'll continue that conversation and did Gabe Kapler tell on himself with what happened to Brandon Belt and the bunt on Thursday going all the way back to when he was in Philly mm-hmm. we'll get that into clip. that we'll get into that coming up here it's uh JD and JD here at 957 the game
0: Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
3: Now back to 95.7 The Game. All right, off and running here on a Saturday. John Dickinson, Jason Dumas, 888-957-9570. That is the phone number to give us a call or shoot us a text. We also got a really good tweet that came in, uh, Replying to our show promo on Twitter, and uh, this comes from uh, Ping Raines, everything inside Oracle Park is expensive, except for the product they put on the field.
4: Very true. You can't, (laughs) what, I I went to the game last Saturday, Uh, who did they play? They played the Pirates. Pirates. They played the Pirates. Uh, They won. As soon as I walked in, my man, late night Lamont, hit a home run. I was a couple innings late. I got one of those ice cream sundays from sure. Girardelli Square. That yeah, was good. I was looking forward I was saying, to it.
3: I say, what is that like seventeen fifty? I, I gave back. I gave him a
4: twenty. I think I got a couple pennies back. I didn't get much change. <laughs> I uh, say, because that's high end. That's yeah. a high end sundae. Oh, it was it was phenomenal. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie. The sundae was amazing. I had been looking forward to it all day. Sure, but it's like you know you can't spend. You, you can't spend. You can't if you want food in there and it's you and a guest. It's 50 bucks. You take it out of student loan? <laughs> Basically. <laughs> I still owe Syracuse some pennies. <laughs> right, Syracuse, I might die with that debt. But, yeah, with the Giants, it's like, read the room. And I, I've said it ad nauseum already. There is certain markets, certain cities, where if a owner is penny pinching, the fan base can get it. Shoot, the fan base almost can understand it. This is not the market or city to do that, where there is just people are printing money out here. Is And we know y'all got it. We know y'all got it. Most people in San Francisco are living paycheck to paycheck. They have to overpay for everything. You know, it's just it's. Just a fact isn't something they have to live with unless you want to leave, leave the Bay Area. But most people who came up here, they don't want to leave. And most people enjoy living in California. Trust me, as someone who shovel, shoveled snow their whole life sure. through March, yeah, it's pretty cool to live somewhere where it's it's 75 degrees in March and in February in January. Right. But that doesn't change the fact that this is a region where people struggle to make ends meet, struggle to keep up with the inflation, and then they go to a park to get entertained, spend their hard-earned money, and they see this seven-figure, eight-figure owner and GM being cheap. It's almost like a slap in the face. And then you see the two biggest rivals in the division just spending,
3: spending, spending. Yeah, like nobody else in the game right now.
4: And it's like... Look, you don't have to keep up with the Dodgers. I get it. All right, you want to be a little more fiscally responsible. You don't have to go to that
3: extreme. But give me somebody. I do think the plan eventually is for them to spend more like the Dodgers. I think the frustration from the Giants fan base is that they would, and I've gotten into how the Dodgers have done it with the farm system, and they brought a bunch of guys up that all over the diamond from the Will Smiths to the guys like Lux and Bellinger, and they found some guys, Muncy, they found Justin Turner kind of on the scrap heap. They they've, they cobbled it together. They were really good. Jock Peterson, before he ended up in Atlanta and, and back with the Giants, was, was a top prospect at, at one point. All of those guys came up, at, you know, Walker Buehler's, and, and obviously they already had, had Kershaw from way back in the day. But then it was once you're set, once you're deep, you can start, A, making trades because you have enough talent on the field among those young guys, you have enough talent still in your farm system to where you can go make a trade for a Mookie Betts and then pay him. But you're paying him almost as the cherry on top of the Ghirardelli Sunday. Yeah. You're not paying him to be the to be the guy. Like You're not signing him and then doing everything else. Right. You're signing him because everything else is in order and stacked and ready to roll, and now he's... He's the luxury item that that keeps you on top, the dynamic player that keeps you on top. And then you go do it with Freddie Freeman just because.
4: Now <laughs> you mentioned Jock Peterson. Farhan, he'll to defend himself, he'll point to Jock Peterson and be like, Look, we went out and got Jock Peterson and we didn't play play Chris Bryant. And he was an all star. Yeah. And
3: Radon was an all star. Right. <laughs> right. So <laughs> so you so know it's not all
4: miss, but it doesn't all fit. It doesn't all fit. And it's just the overall impact. Well, Look, the overall impact. People like to watch stars. This is a top 10 market. This is a star-studded market. There should be a star on this roster. There's not a star on this roster. And there has been stars to to be had. On the text line, we just got one coming in from the 510. Keep hearing, quote, spend money and, quote, get superstars. Who? I think the focus is getting young talent throughout the 40-man roster. Then add the two to three missing pieces. There has been a couple superstars to be had over the last year or so. One just got plucked by the Padres, Juan Soto. Now, I know it's not working out for the Padres at the moment. You know, the Padres are playing bad baseball. Uh, One of their stars just got suspended for the rest of the season. But Juan Soto could have been had. It wasn't a king's ransom. They could have got that guy. Look. I'm not saying go out and be irresponsible. I'm not. I am one of the most practical people you will ever meet. Painfully practical, if you ask some people close to me in my life. But you have to go out there and show that you're being aggressive. Right now, the only thing the Giants are showing is that they're cheap and that they want a penny pinch and that they want to do everything more with less. And it's just, it's tired. It's tired in a city where... People don't live like that. People can't really live like that out here. And when you look to the pro team, the text line was perfect. They sp- they they spent more money on the stuff around in the concession stands than the product on the field. I got to pay, what, $12 for some overrated garlic fries.
3: Well, you made a point, and the text line echoed this. We were talking about it a little bit during the break. And I'll read the text here from the Comcast Business text line. The issue seems to be there's a cap on spending. Why can't you have Gosman and Radon? Like, you you let Radon go, or you let Gosman go, but you sign Radon. Radon's an all-star. Gosman had been an all-star. Why don't you keep them both? And Gosman,
4: I, I can't lie and say I've been keeping up as of late, but I know at one point this season, Gosman
3: was having another good season. And Farhan would tell you, though, hey, our pitching has been fine. Our starting pitching has been really good. Jumiss has been solid. Why can't and Wood it be better? has been great. And why can't it be better? Why Logan couldn't, Webb hasn't quite been the same.
4: No, he hasn't. Why couldn't you, no. why couldn't you have gone into this season with a three headed monster of Gosman, Rodon,
3: and Logan Webb? And then you still have Wood. Yeah, why, why and not? Cobb has been good too. I mean, that is the other You're, you're telling
4: me you're the San Francisco Giants and you can't afford Gosman and Rodon? You can. You just didn't want to. Well,
3: and that's not a big ticket splurge. That's what I mean. Like Like, that's not going and signing somebody for you know five years and two hundred million dollars. This isn't this isn't an issue where it's like, hmm, Andrew Wiggins,
4: Jordan Poole, Draymond Green all have to get paid. What do I do? That's not that type of issue. This is is hey, either or I don't feel like paying them both.
3: When you look at I think the other part, and by the way, just did the math while we were talking here on the pot, the Padres are six and 10 since they made all the trades, six and 10 and, and not beaten bad teams either. Lost the first couple to, I mean, that's the thing. The Giants are a game under 500. They're still only five and a half out and Milwaukee's in between them, but it doesn't feel like they're in the race. You've said it a bunch of times already this morning. I think you're spot on. It's the wrong market to come off as cheap for a, a lot of different reasons and I think the other teams in the market are part of that as well when it comes to, to the star power. It's not only you want to keep up with the other big spenders in Major League Baseball, but you want to keep up with just who's cool and fun in your own market, like, like the Warriors and like the Niners. I think the other issue, and, and this is one area where I, I think the Giants are going to try to go out and spend in, in the offseason or at least create the perception that they're trying to go out and spend in the off season. I'm uh, joking about Aaron Judge. I, I do think that the Giants will be all in on Aaron Judge. Quote-unquote air quotes. I, I don't think he'll be a Giant when when push comes to shove next year and spring training opens in February. But the one thing the Giants do have to do, and, and this has been, I think, overlooked last year because they hit so many home runs and they were just winning all the time. They're just not dynamic they're not athletic. Like even if you set the star power aside, I think Giants fans want to see athletes. They want to see they want to see dudes that run around and and can make plays in in the field and on the bases in particular, like and have power and that are toolsy players. And those guys just aren't anywhere on the roster. There's supposedly a few of those dudes in the minor leagues that should be coming up at some point. But I think that's where there's been a gap in that there are some young players that I think the Giants believe we're going to be farther along that aren't here yet to help carry the freight. And now all the guys that you're you're getting out of the the bargain bin are not able to hold up on their own.
4: Who's the most athletic guy in the Giants lineup right now?
3: Genuine I mean, question. I mean, it's crickets. Like, I'm going around the horn, and I'm thinking, well, it's not Belt, and it's not Crawford, and it's not Barnes. it's not Longoria – is it like, is it Yaz? I mean, it, it, prob- Wade maybe? it, it probably is. Yeah, it probably is Yaz. And it's yeah. not Jock Peterson, I'll tell you that. And like I said, <laughs> these aren't knocks
4: on the current guys. I yeah. think, you know, Giants have some talented players, of course, some serviceable players. A lot of these guys you saw helped lead them to 107 wins last year. But it's like, come on. Come on. Like, you need, you need people who are going to draw you to that park. The scenics alone isn't gonna Slater, that's a good one yeah. from the five one oh. Austin Slater, he might take the cake. Uh you need a draw or people are gonna stop showing up. I mean, you know who like I said, who's sitting who's sitting through that wind over the next five, six weeks?
3: I don't think Farhan's on the hot seat, but I think he's a year away from being on the hot seat. If it's, and, and that doesn't – like if if next year is like this year and it's underwhelming and you can't be in the postseason and you do strike out on Aaron Judge and,
1: and you others, see your
4: counterparts just maybe acquiring a name who you would
3: love to see in a Giants jersey? The, the problem, too, is the Dodgers and the Padres are who they are. If you have another middle-of-the-pack year next year, and we've already seen it a little bit this year – the Diamondbacks are rebuilding, yeah. and 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 not that they're great shakes, but we've seen the head to head completely flip as far as those teams. The Diamondbacks have beaten the Giants more than the Giants have beaten the Diamondbacks this year, and the Rockies are in kind of a rebuild where they're like. So you, at some point, if you're that middle team and you don't make your push, those teams that are going through the tear it down to the studs start to pass you too, and then that's where you're really really in trouble. Again, I would say year away from being like. No matter whether they hit on somebody or not, this team's gotta win and be more energetic and not as sloppy and and just they just gotta play a better quality of baseball than we've seen to this point this year. Because they're 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 not winning, they're not athletic, they're boring <laughs> and, and emphasize boring. And with the Giants,
4: I think their surroundings make their situation look a little worse than it is. Now, like, when you look from a broad general standpoint, the state of the Giants, it's not dire. It's not like, oh, man, the sky is falling. But when you're in the division you're in with the Padres and the Dodgers, it kind of compounds everything. It's like you're that guy, and you're just trying to wait for the right time to propose to your girlfriend. And you know she has the itch. And all your friends keep proposing. (laughs) And they're posting it on social media. And you're like, you're killing me. Farhan's probably sitting like, come on. Come on, please don't trade for Soto, Padres. Please, (laughs) you're killing me.
3: Especially after they apparently told him, hey, we don't like your prospects all that much. Like, I know y'all like them. Maybe if a couple of these dudes were playing a little better in in the minors, we'd have some interest. But we like those prospects better. Uh Uh-huh. So, like... The the
4: Giants, they do. There is this element where Farhan has to put his foot down and be like, we can't be totally reactive. We have to go on our own timeline. We have to trust our own process. We have to do things the way that we had a clear-cut strategy on doing. I get that. You can't be a reactive in sports. You can't always like, well, they did this, so we have to go overpay for this guy. No, I'm not saying that. But you do have to read the room. You do gotta look around you. There's no way in hell these guys, Farhan Zaidi, who's been around baseball his entire life, can take a step back, look at this roster and be like, Oh, these this is going to be able to compete with the with the teams in our division.
3: Eight at He's Jason Dumas. I'm John Dickinson. We're here until 1 o'clock. We're talking some Giants right now. Coming up top of the hour, we'll switch gears. We'll talk a little football. 49ers and the Vikings going at it tonight in Minneapolis. uh, The second preseason game for the 49ers. A couple of joint practices this week. And many, Jimmy Garoppolo is still a Niner. We'll get into all of that uh, coming up here at the top of the 10 o'clock hour. Question for now, though, how do you assess Farhan Zaidi's tenure? And, And I... I still have, I'm ha- I have some concerns about Gabe Kapler. I didn't love the Gabe Kapler hire based on the the time in Philly and <laughs> some of the quirks. And I get it, Philly's not San Francisco, and I think
4: he's definitely more San Francisco speed from a personality sound,
3: definitely. standpoint. Definitely,
4: eccentric I, vibey. Sure,
3: <laughs> yeah, it, no, no And I think one of the things that I've had a hard time wrapping my head around is because I think Farhan Zaidi's pretty sharp. Like I I think. He knows what he's doing. We can we can quibble about how long it's taken, or should there be more big ticket items and all that. That's all fair. The one thing though that I've I've found myself consistent like you want him to be the guy. Like you wanted him to be the guy. Like you wanted him to be the face, the explainer mm-hmm. essentially. You wanted him to be, and it just it just it didn't jive for me. It just didn't. I've got some concerns with. As we've talked about the sloppy play, the errors, the, some of the communication, because and it goes back to the Brandon Belt bunt. Oof. I have a real problem with Gabe Kapler coming out and essentially defending Brandon Belt. When you go back a couple of years, I think this was 2019. It was it was 18 or 19, mm-hmm. but it was when when Kapler is managing the Phillies and Brandon Belt in a, a, a different situation, he was trying to get on base, but he laid down a bunt. Hitting fourth for the Giants, this game was in Philadelphia. Three-one count. I saw it. Second inning, uh, just to set it up a little bit, and I remembered this instantly. Uh, Gabe Kapler from the Phillies dugout kind of smiles and and yells out, "What is this?" With a three-one count, you're hitting fourth for the Giants. Effing swing, like yells it out. Mm-hmm. At, at the dude and then Brandon Bell actually I think hit a hit a base got hit. A hit, base hit yeah. he got a base hit off Aaron Nola. got a base hit off Nola right after that. But that tells me that Gabe Kapler absolutely hated what Brandon Bell did on Thursday. He's a former player. He he like, gets, he hated it. Yeah. Let's not say I trust Brandon Bell. Like like there's a like there's a level of phony to that. And I and again, I get protect your guys. But I do think there's a double standard in play to where if a lesser player did that, a lesser established player, yeah, you're did right. That, if Joey Bart did that. I like I hate that play. I talked to Joey. Mm-hmm. We we we're not doing that again. Like you know, hey, he was trying. Even if you say something like I get, he was trying to da 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 da. But I told him, don't ever do that again. Right. Like yeah. let every. It's okay to let everybody know. That that was a bad play. And I do not like that as the manager of this baseball team.
4: Yeah. No, I feel you. I completely agree. I completely agree. That play needed to be called out. That's not a play where you protect your guy. Because everybody with two eyes who has any baseball IQ, no
3: situations, everyone is like, dude, what are you doing? I mean, Krukekype. On on the broadcast, they didn't know what to say. Their silence was. It was almost as if silence spoke volumes. If we say what we want to say right now, we might not be coming back to the park tomorrow, right? Because we're team employees. (laughs) Like, Like if we say if we say what we want to say, that might be the last broadcast we do. I mean, there was that tone to it for sure, and obviously we're kidding around a little bit, but it was it was just a bad baseball play. And so I think there's a, and this was one of my concerns going in with, with Gabe, there's, there's a little bit of a phoniness to it. There, there's a little bit of, uh, you know, and I'm talking from a baseball standpoint. Right. I'm not talking about his stances and views and all of that stuff. Like, I think that's real. I think that's who he is. But there is a phoniness to the process and everything that they try to go through and, and the way he speaks of certain situations versus others. He, he's very diplomatic with his answers on everything. Everything. Now, I think he's afraid of the dudes that play for Bochy that won. To be honest, yeah. Like if you don't, if I don't have them, I don't have anybody. But the problem is, if I'm one of the other dudes and I'm looking, at, oh, you, you didn't call Brandon Belt out, but you would have called me out. Yeah, it's a wrap. Right.
4: One hundred percent. And it's just, like, I remember, obviously, I'm not at the ballpark every day. I cover every single team in the Bay Area. I'm not a beat reporter who can just be there every single day. Last year, I came, and I asked a question. It was about the Dodgers at this point. Like, it was, you know, it was probably, like, their 14th matchup of the season with the Dodgers. And they're, like, tied 7-7 on the season. Right. And I said something, like, along the lines, like, this matchup, this team, this rivalry – does it feel different than any other game? And he kind of looked at me crazy, and all the other reporters kind of looked at me crazy. They're like, you know he's not going to take that bait. And he gave me the most dry, diplomatic, phony answer that everyone knows is not true. But it just reminded me. It was like he is programmed. He is going to say what he wants to say. He doesn't want to feed into it. Now, he's a— He's a nice dude. He doesn't. Yeah, I. I He doesn't like. uh, He's not insulting in his responses or anything.
3: Although he has been a little more, I think this year. He got really tooty with Susan Slawcer the other day. I did see that. Yeah, I do think there's a tone of some of these questions. Smugness. Some of these questions are beneath are beneath me. Like you should know. I think it's almost what you're talking about being a beat. If you are a beat writer that is around the team. There is a little bit of a well, you should know that right, like you should know how we operate like you should- you should know that you shouldn't be coming down my road right now because you are around every day and you're smart enough to know that this is how we do things, and that's not really on me right without even kind of saying it and you know whatever dealings with the media or dealings with the media like that doesn't all but if there is an an aura of just not totally genuine, I do think that. That trickles into your clubhouse, especially when you don't have success. The other part I don't know, and everybody said the right things last year, and it was it was all cool, and they were winning 107 games. But what I wonder is, were there people maybe thinking, you know what, this dude's a little little over his skis? Like, but hey, we're winning, so I'm I'm you know there are maybe things that I'm not comfortable with, but we're winning. But the but you file it away, and the moment you're not winning. You don't get credit for the stuff that you let go the year before when you were winning. Like, it all kind of floods back, and then guys can start looking at you a different way.
4: He he hasn't built up much equity despite that 107-win season. You know, it's like you just said. Got that extension, though. Got that extension. He has an NL Manager of the Year trophy on his mantle. And earned it. Yeah, earned it. it, earned it, too. You know, there's not many people who can say they were a manager of the year. It was the best season the Giants have ever had. But he still just <laughs> feels like he doesn't have a lot of equity in terms of their fan base. Like, Steve, you're always going to get people who criticize Steve Kerr. But from a general standpoint, even those two down years, you he didn't, he didn't hear an overwhelming majority or people saying move on from Steve Kerr. Like, he's built up equity. Steve Kerr could have two bad years and probably be cool. Gabe Kapler can't. He just can't.
3: No, and I think he's in line with. If it's low energy, if it's sloppy, if things don't change for next year, I think he may be a year away from being on the hot seat himself. Unless things get real weird, mm-hmm. there's always, as you know, though, sometimes the the general manager has to, sometimes to, to protect his own, he has to sacrifice sacrificial lamb, somebody, and right. so we'll see. It has see. to be someone's fault. If it gets ugly, I think like it has been this year, next year, there's going to be some changes. All right, one hour in the books. John Dickinson, Jason Dumas, 888 957 9570. We'll come back. We'll talk some Niners on 957 The Game.
0: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better